0: it started with the usb rock band mic from (laughs) um rock band from 360 and uh, i had plugged it into my mom's computer and it worked like i was getting (laughs) signal and i was like okay now how can i make this my entire life because i was just so fascinated with like the art of recording and you know i had like i had like mini guitars and like plastic pianos growing up, like when I was a child. And then the moment I plugged that USB mic in, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. There's nothing else.
1: Welcome back to Knowledge Brews Supreme, the show that percolates your creativity. And it is I, your host, Dr. John Chansey, and I am back and better than ever. But before we begin today's episode, here is an ad from show sponsor, Sleeves Sold Separately, to help pay the bills. Greetings, this is Dr. John Chansey, host of Knowledge Brew Supreme. And I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite products in the fitness game, our new show sponsor, Sleeves Sold Separately. Sleeve Sold Separately is a brand of athleisure clothing for men who train hard and also want to look good while doing so. The clothes that these wonderful folks make are an absolute game changer. Their products are designed and manufactured in the United States, out in Los Angeles, and they are shipped directly to your home. Sleeve Sold Separately offers a wide variety of athleisure clothing, such as the wife-lover tank top, their classic sleeveless hoodie, their man shorts that come in both 4- and 6-inch seams, and so much more. My personal favorite from sleeves sold separately is their take on the classic jogger bottoms, except theirs is called the Sprinter. Sprinters come in several colors, and even before they were a show sponsor of Knowledge Brew Supreme, I bought multiple pairs in black. I've got a gray pair, a teal pair of the Sprinters, and I wear these daily. Uh, so please check them out. Visit their website at separately.com. My listeners of Knowledge Brew Supreme can get 15% off your order from Sleeve Sold Separately using the promo code KNOWLEDGE15. That's all one word, KNOWLEDGE15. So please check out Sleeve Sold Separately. Use the promo code and thank me later. Take care. Bye. My guest for today's show is the one and only Connor H. Carroll. Connor is currently working for Atlantic Studios West and is a freelance mastering engineer for both indie and label artists. Connor has worked on projects from Henry AZ, Callie Brooks, Zach Kendall, The Social Animals, and many more. Uh, Connor is also a former student of mine. Back in my days when I was a high school teacher, it is just absolutely awesome to bring on uh, another former student. I believe this is the third of my former students, and it's just so cool to see them doing such awesome things in life, you know, uh, post-graduation. So, you know, with all that said, welcome to the show, Connor. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm
1: great. I'm even better now that we're we're on the mic recording this episode, and I'm just like absolutely thrilled to talk about all the cool stuff you've been doing uh, since since our days at PC North. Which, prior to recording, uh, Connor uh, reminded me it's been about six or seven years, which uh, just makes me feel old. But you know what? But when I'm talking to cool guests like this, I feel young again. So it's okay; it all balances itself out, I suppose. All right, so. I want to go just back in time a little bit like so right now, you know, you're in L.A., you're working, you're working in the music industry, you're mastering music, you're working with some really cool artists. But I want to I want to go back a few years because I'm really curious. Like, I know I've read this on your on your website uh, and you can kind of follow it, you know, kind of what's going on in your life through social media. But for the audience, I want to know, how did you end up? So like going back six, seven years, you're at PC North high school student. And now you're out in L.A. mastering and mixing music with some big name artists, up and coming artists as well. What's your origin story? How did you
0: get from Oklahoma City to L.A.? So. It was probably a couple of years ago, I had reconnected with a friend, a mutual friend through my cousin, and I hadn't seen him since I was probably. I don't know, like nine. Wow. And. uh I found him on Instagram and we reconnected. And at the time he was, uh, he was editing vocals for Jason Derulo and he ended up getting hired at Atlantic after he left Jason's. And, uh, then he kind of just worked me in there, um, set me up with an interview and stuff like that. And I finally made the move out here last January. And, uh, it's just been nothing but. I mean, I wake up every day, and just try and excel in what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I mean that that's how I got to LA. But I mean, dating back, let's see. Um, it started with the USB rock band mic from, <laughs> um, rock band from 360, and oh my gosh. Uh, I had plugged it into my mom's computer and it worked like i was getting <laughs> signal and i was like yeah. okay now how can i make this my entire life cuz i was just so fascinated with like the art of recording and you yeah. know i had like i had like mini guitars and like plastic pianos growing up like when i was a child and then the moment i plugged that usb mic in i was like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life there's nothing else that I'd want to do, and then I slowly started buying better gear, like, throughout high school, and, you know, I was in marching band and concert band, and then, um, oh, what was it, um, and then once college came, I went to ACM at UCO, and, you know, learned some stuff there, and I actually got kicked out of UCO for... For not showing up because I wanted to stay home and learn how to mix better. Oh wow! I was learning like analog signal flow, like what pieces of gear were you know in college, but um, it wasn't. That's not what I was interested in. I already knew that because I've been you know I plugged that rock band mic in when I was eleven. Yeah. So I've I've had some time with the gear and like the technology to. Record music. So I would stay home and learn how to mix or, you know, learn how to make audio sound better. And then from there, I think it was like 2020. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start mastering. No one's doing it. I was going to do a whole studio loan and I was going to get a studio in OKC. Thankfully, COVID kind of killed that dream. Um, interesting and so I was like well what is what is something that I can do personally where people don't need to be there and then it was like okay well I can do mixing and mastering and then once I started mastering more just fell in love with the process and so I started mastering and then my buddy hit me up who was working for Jason Derulo at the time and then just skill building and whatnot we got to where we're at now
1: oh that's fascinating so i think i understand the idea and you know what's going behind what what goes into mastering music but for the sake of the audience what what in a nutshell what do you do when when you say you're mastering something what does that mean to you
0: um so with mastering the direction of the song is already done sure Um, and I'm just taking it over the finish line. Okay. So I'm, you know, I'm bringing it to like commercial volume levels, whatever that may be, optimizing it for streaming, um, multiple playback devices, you know, I got to make sure it sounds good on the headphones and the car, the phone speakers. Um, and then I'm also like QCing things. So like, if like the song is too muddy or if it's it's got too much dynamics like let's say the kick is super loud and it's just like a giant peak on the waveform and the rest of it's like super tiny yeah. you know, i'm balancing it out I'm, I'm just perfecting the mix okay i'm you know making it wider if it needs to be i'm making the mids more dominant um over the sides sometimes um yeah so i'm just like basically q sing nice okay so kind of looking at your looking at your website which
1: we will plug give you a chance to plug that eventually as well um you've worked with a number of artists i would say it's not it doesn't appear that you're working with any specific genre or specific artists it looks like you're kind you're willing to pretty much work with anybody and everybody at this point do you have a favorite genre of music that you like to work with most is there is there a particular genre that i don't want to say easier but one that's just maybe kind of easier to get into the flow of as far as like uh, mastering is
0: concerned um no um I'm as a mastering engineer I'm supposed to bring like a a non-biased approach to every song like I'm I have no like um predetermined opinion of the song so I don't Sorry, I butchered that. Um oh, you're fine. but i I think if I had to like if I had to pick one genre in particular, it's probably r and b or pop punk.
1: oh, interesting, interesting. Why is that is that is that the music maybe you listen to more often or is there maybe a particular reason why you would you would, you, would, you would enjoy working with those types of
0: music more than others? Um it, the vibe. Vibe, Especially yeah. in R and B, because I can like really get into it and I'll catch myself working on music. Um and I'll just be bobbing my head to it. And I'm just like, wow, this is great. Like the whole vibe, the rhythm of this song is great. Nice. I'm a big fan of musicality in a sense of like instrumentation. Sure. So like an artist like Lizzo, um, she has a ton of different musical elements in her music and is her music is really fun like it's great yes it's fun in a sense of like you can really like get into it when you need to but then she's got those other songs that are like you know like more intimate and more serious
1: oh sure, sure. and so
0: yeah i'd say r&b um although i have been getting a ton of hyper pop work oh interesting and that has been growing on me
1: <laughs> yeah there you go maybe that's a maybe a genre you you know might not have listened to a whole lot before but kind of that familiarity effect the more you kind of hear it or you know you're surrounded by it, it starts to grow on you so that's really cool yeah um i'm curious so you know you talked about you were you were at one point a student at uco's uh acm program their academy of contemporary music um but and so maybe maybe you can answer this question from that perspective as well. But I'm I'm just curious as far as like mastering music, who or what inspires you or has inspired you along the way? Do you have any mentors that have been helpful towards you, whether it was in that program or maybe now that you're in L.A. or or really any way you want to take that question?
0: Um. Yeah, so there's there's like three about three mentors slash people that have inspired me. Um, one at ACM, he's not there anymore, but his name is Michael Trapanier. Ooh, Trapanier, Trapanier, I forget, um, how to pronounce it. And then he, he was there when I was in college and I had heard some of the projects that he was involved with, um, And that was just really inspiring to me because I was like, oh, if he can do this, if he's here in the same room with me right now making big records, uh, why can't I, you know? Oh, cool. Yeah. And so that was just kind of like a drive. Like, you know, you're from Oklahoma. I'm from Oklahoma. You know, you're making big records. I know it's doable.
1: Oh, I like that. That's cool.
0: And then... um mike tucci he's a mastering engineer out here he was kind of like the first industry person to kind of like give me some insight when i first moved out to la and um just super helpful and then i guess the third one would be brian lucy of magic garden mastering Ooh. Yeah, okay. he, uh, he's worked with Shania Twain, Arctic Monkeys. He just did the Greatest Showman album this past year. And uh, he did both of Lizzo's newest album for Dolby Atmos and Because I Love You 2019. Oh, how cool. And I got to assist him on the Because I Love You super deluxe. Uh, oh, Atmos. my
1: God. All right. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that one again, because, I mean, Lizzo's great, obviously hands down great but knowing that you were able to work on that project i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go back and appreciate that one a little more now so that's that's really cool
0: yeah i was i was more so assisting on the technical side of it you know getting it set up and everything ready for him to go in and make final decisions but it was still it was still an experience that i will forever remember because one i was i've been like obsessed with his sound for a long time because i've i've been a fan of arctic monkeys marilyn manson the 1975 uh growing up and uh so being able to like work with him in the room that he made these records in and it was just so inspiring that's really cool
1: i love it i love to hear that um so you just mentioned the you just mentioned the Lizzo project that you got to work on. So maybe maybe you've already answered this question, but I'm curious, and and you maybe you have some other uh, uh, examples in mind. But what project or collaboration, you know, thus far in your career, it's you know you're pretty young in your musical career, but I'm curious, like what project or collaboration are you most proud of
0: uh, uh, currently? Ooh, um, one that i was primary engineer on i recorded and mixed mastered the whole thing um was a lo-fi ep from henry az Ooh, it oh. was it was henry az and two lo-fi producers beowulf and takoi and so i I'd, I'd been like listening to some lo-fi music before um before this project, you know, for like the past year, you know, you get on YouTube, you see the lo-fi study and chill music. Yeah. Channel. Um, And so I had heard some of their music beforehand. And uh, it was just, it was exciting because the music, like I had like a real connection with the music we were making. Oh, wow. So, so it's not, not every project, like I'll get emotionally invested into, but like, this was one of the ones that like, was actually like moving to me.
1: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I find myself listening to much more of those, you know, especially when I'm, I'm writing, or if I'm working on data collection stuff, I definitely got to throw I usually always started off with some kind of lo fi music to just to kind of ease into it. Um, so I'm gonna have to add the, the Henry AZ stuff to my to my playlist eventually. Because, again, I, I think I would appreciate it more knowing, hey, I know I know the guy who helped make this stuff who's behind the studio working on this stuff. So that's, that's really cool. Just get ready for the feelings. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um... I'm curious. So, so you've done a lot of work, you know, on the engineering side of things, the mastering side of things, which is really cool. And, but you also, you know, like you said earlier, you used to play, uh, you used to play in band, a high school band, all that, you know, you played musical instruments. Do you have any desire or or any kind of um, motivation to potentially, you know, get onto the other side of things like play music or um, get in the studio and record or anything, or are you just fully focused on mastering at this point?
0: Um. I think I'm fully focused on mastering at this point. I mean, I I pick up my guitar, you know, every once in a while, and I'll play it for, you know, a couple hours at a time. But I think that me wanting to, like, record and write music isn't, isn't something, like, mastering has just, like, and engineering in general has just, like, suffocated me an interest because sure. I, I i don't want to do anything else you know i'll be in studio sessions and um people are always asking me they're like hey do you have any beats and i'm like i do but none of them are mine because <laughs> i don't make beats anymore i could if i wanted to but i just i have had a lack of interest in it i think pro tools is my new instrument oh nice okay cool uh, no I like so, to hear
1: that you stay focused on what you're on what you're really you know uh thriving in I think that's kind of that solitary focus at times I think is can be really important especially when you're trying to learn new skills or develop expertise and you know kind of thrive in a new environment so uh I'm, I'm kind of happy to hear you know staying focused because that's uh that's, right. it's taking you really cool places so just keep at it um before you know I got one question I don't know how well or how what you know to what level of details you can provide so feel free to answer it as as much or as little as you'd like but you know you've been in the studio with 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 several you know artists different genres all kinds of music you're you're around do you got any good studio stories like is there you don't even have to name anybody specifically but is there like just been a studio experience where something crazy happened or something really memorable happened. I mean, it can be good or bad. And I, you know, you just hear weird stories about, you know, artists doing crazy things. And, you know, I, are I'm just curious if you have witnessed anything like this, or again, take that in any direction you'd like, you don't have to name names or anything like that, but I'm very curious how you respond to this question.
0: I actually don't have any crazy studio stories every studio session i've had has been moderately just chill like there hasn't been any sort of like any any crazy uh any crazy events and i'm i'm kind of glad for that
1: (laughs) yeah probably so it kind of sounds like you know the job itself can probably be pretty demanding and maybe even stressful at times and if you have you know, an artist who shows up, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just imagining like my head was thinking about like those old behind the music VH1 documentaries I used to watch as a kid. And you'd hear about like Guns N' Roses showing up to the studio, like half drunk from the night before doing drugs and thing, you know, I mean, so I don't know, maybe my expectations about what goes on in music studios is completely shaped by that. But it sounds like you're in a much more professional environment. And that probably is for the better, uh, all things considered.
0: It's it's not so much a professional environment because there are people who are like way more professional than I am, who <laughs> have the craziest stories I have ever heard. I just I just like to think I got lucky and didn't have to deal with any of that. Fair enough. OK, OK. Interesting. Um, so I want to go ahead and take a quick
1: break uh we're going to take a quick break to hear from our other show sponsor that's barnana snacks and we'll come back uh with some more questions for connor so hang tight all right so my wonderful sponsors at barnana chips were so kind Uh, to send me a care package with some wonderful snacks and wonderful chips of various kinds, different snacks to try. And I've been saving one for a while that I've been been dying to try. And it's the organic plantain chips, spicy mango salsa, They're kettle cook style chips. So I'm going to do a live uh, first try, a live taste. uh, And you can get my instant reactions to these chips. I've been dying to try these chips. Here we go. Open up the bag. Give a smell test. Ooh, ooh, I can smell the the sweetness, the, the the spiciness. Okay, here we go. First chip. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I like that a lot. There's the flavor is a little subtle. The spice is kind of subtle, but you can taste the sweetness of the mango right away. But that spicy mango kind of the salsa um kind of creeping up in the back I can feel the spice in the back of my the back of my mouth right now it's really good um it's not overpowering the mango the sweetness but the salsa taste together not overpowering but a nice kick you know um be good to have a glass of water with these but I'm not feeling like oh my god I absolutely have to rush out and drink a glass of water right now I like that that subtle spice uh and combined with the sweetness so let me give another chip Good stuff. Good stuff. So check these out. They're Barnana, spicy mango, salsa, their kettle style chip. It's fantastic. I would give it like an 11 out of 10. I don't know. Is that fair? But check it out. Thanks, Barnana. So I know you previously mentioned that, you know, you you don't you try to remain unbiased in terms of, you know, the the artists and the music you're working with and collaborating with, but I'm just curious. Um, do you have like a, a a dream artist or maybe it's another ma- somebody mastering or another engineer? You can take it either way. But do you have kind of a, a dream collaboration or maybe like a bucket list of artists or other fellow engineers you'd like to work
0: with at some point? There are two artists that I would love to work with. Ooh, okay. Um, One being 21 Savage. Oh, yes. And the other being Gregory Allen Isaacov. Ooh, that's very
1: interesting. Two very, like, different right.
0: Why Why those two? And why the kind of, you know, the, the contrast there? Uh, 21 Savage, I've always been a fan. Uh, you can never go wrong there. And then the production and Gregory Allen Isakov's music. It's very, like, ethereal. It's Ooh. very... Um, it's just big sounding. And it's... Right it's a lot of instrumentation. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that.
1: You had two answers ready to go and they were very different answers, but I like the rationale behind both of those. Um, So I'm now I want to kind of get into like goals. Cause it sounds like, I mean, you had, you had goals for yourself as far as, you know, getting into the industry, you've met that goal. And I'm sure you're still, you know, working towards other things, Uh, a goal of getting at from Oklahoma city to LA. You've clearly done that. So I'm curious now you've kind of done those things. You've done those things. Excuse me. I have to edit that out. Sorry. I'm getting over like a cough or that I've had for the last couple of days. It's all good. So, now that you know you're in LA you're mastering music you know you're working at a at a, at a big label like Atlantic what are your long-term goals for working in the music industry do you like for example do you want to eventually start your own label or, or where do you want to go with this eventually
0: um I'd really like to grow with Atlantic and just make records just keep mastering records I'd I could do this till I'm 80. Um, (laughs) I hear that. That's cool. I think that I don't think I'm going to dip my feet into the whole record label business. There's so many labels already. More people are choosing to go independent. I just, it doesn't, the the administrative side of music doesn't interest me much. Sure. I respect it, but it's just not for me.
1: Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. That, that seems like it probably has its own set of headaches and stressors as well. And, and maybe it's, it's, so it seems like it would also kind of take you even further away from the music and that being right. being near the music, it sounds like that's what your passion is. So, uh, I, I can, I can definitely see, you know, why you would, you would think that way. Um, so, I'm very curious that since I have somebody here who is, you know, working in in mastering and engineering of music, um, you know, I'm very curious. I ask this of pretty much everybody who comes on, but I'm very curious about your perspective. You know, when you're working, whether it's a song or a project or with an artist or any way you want to take this. When do you feel the most creative in terms of like the music mastering process? Is there a particular moment you feel just like the creative juices are flowing, or maybe you're you're in that kind of flow state where everything is just clicking or any way you want to take that at all?
0: Ooh, tough one. Um, just the fact I get to do this, I mean, I like I never. You know, like 13 years ago, when I first started doing this, I never thought that it would get to the magnitude that it's at right now. And sure. I know it's still growing. So, I mean, it's it's motivation alone to just be able to sit here and work and then go pay rent.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um,
0: rewarding. But, you know, there's always, like, songs that fit your musical taste more that you really get into and you're like oh i'm really feeling this one um that's that's about it though i i don't i don't think there's any other things that make me more creative i think it's just the fact that i get to do this
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, yeah, that's, that seems like a a blessing, a lot of luck and a lot of hard work all kind of coming together and you get to do what you love. So I think every every day it sounds like would be a, you know, uh, a day to sort of foster that creativity or that, or that flow or any way you want to take that.
0: Right. That, and it's always motivating to like get a mix from a client and then sending it back and then being like absolutely mind blown. Somebody told me that the work i did on their song moved them emotionally oh wow and i think i think that's i mean that's what i aim for but that that right there is motivation towards the creation process alone because like if i can make you feel that way after running your song through my processing like i could do this all the time
1: oh that's cool so obviously the paycheck is important being able to pay rent in la is very important but the benefit of getting that kind of feedback, that more qualitative, emotional feedback sounds like a very rewarding aspect of of working uh, working in the industry you do. So that's really cool to hear. Right. Yeah. So my next question, I've just got a few more questions for you, but I, and I'm, you know, I'm not sure what you can share in regards to this next question, but I'm curious, what's next for you? Do you have any any projects you can talk about? Anything coming up that you're really excited about?
0: got a couple projects coming up that i can't really get into um and then i'm going to be venturing off deep into this dolby atmos world um so i that's that's all i can really say thus far but i like to hear that you're staying
1: busy and and cool things are on the horizon. Even if you can't say what those cool things are, it sounds like there's some things to get really excited for and I know I'll be looking out for it. Hopefully, hopefully you'll share it with the rest of us either through your social media pages or maybe your website whenever those things come out uh cuz I'd love to keep, you know, keep track of all that and uh cuz it's always cool to see, you know, you know, not only what my podcast guests are doing that are cool, but when you add the layer of being a, a former student just doing really cool things in the world, I just I get uh I get a little proud and and just feel like, Oh, this is awesome. Love to see. love to see that happening and good things happening to good people. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, so another question I like to ask everybody who comes on, but I'm extremely curious about your response because you work in the music industry. Um, what are you reading or watching or obviously what are you listening to these days? What, what content has got you excited? Maybe, maybe you have a little more um, you know, music in mind, but really you can take it any way you want. If there's a show or a book or anything at all, anything you, it's kind of content wise. It excites you. What, what are you uh, vibing on these days? Uh,
0: There's actually a mix of the three. So I've been watching a lot of, you know, the last of us. Yes yes love that, show. love that show yes um there's another show called uh superstore on oh Hulu. that's a i really love cool that one. show it's about like this midwest grocery store <laughs> oh
1: yeah um, i have went through all of those on, uh, on peacock and love that show
0: right so good um and then i've been listening to a lot of circus survive oh and that's what i listened to in high school really
1: I, was, yeah. I actually
0: just got them tatted last year oh wow that's so cool yeah um, anthony green's band right is that the guy's it's, yeah okay yeah yeah and then there's another artist uh estg i've been listening to him a lot okay i'm not
1: um, as circus survive but that's cool to hear i'll have to add that to my uh my playlist i'm trying to listen to a lot more music this year so i love the suggestions
0: yeah and then as far as reading goes honestly just gear manuals <laughs> There's, nice. it's hard it's hard to catch my interest these days but you know if you've got op amps and transformers i might be interested
1: <laughs> there you go i'm curious do you like when you know you're about to work with a particular artist do you go do you go and listen to music they've made before like to maybe kind of rap and kind of maybe get a feel for what their music sounds like or do you and and if you did that would you try to think okay they did it this way maybe I can improve upon it like this other way by putting my spin on it I, I mean I'm kind of just throwing darts here but I'm just curious uh how you kind of think about or or do you just kind of like just like hey I'm just gonna listen to this and kind of be like a blank slate about it
0: um when it comes to recording I'll usually, like, if I'm doing a tracking session, I'll usually go in and uh, I'll listen to their music beforehand just to, like, see what their vibe is, to see what I'm getting into. Uh, um, and then that way, like, if I hear, like, certain sounds or if their voice has a certain tone, like, I might be like, okay, well, they're going to sound good through this mic, through this preamp, maybe this compressor, you know, and go from there. So, I mean... In a way, I kind of prepare for it, but when it comes to mastering, it's kind of I use the same chain every master. So,
1: oh nice! It's uh, what do you mean by chain? Like a process? Just
0: yeah, like 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 the tools in my processing.
1: Oh sure, sure.
0: Um. Uh, it's the same one every time for mastering usually some it's either all of it or you know most of it it's disabled and I'm just doing like slight changes
1: oh interesting do you have a preferred I guess do, does the software for example you use is that something you get to choose or is that like whatever the studio has whatever Atlantic is providing you or how does that work like do you get input on that
0: um when it comes to my personal studio I have a choice. Sure. Um, the industry standard is Pro Tools. Right. So everyone, mostly everyone out here uses Pro Tools. Um, I use Pro Tools for mastering right now, but that's until I figure out how to use WaveLab.
1: <laughs> nice. Wait, so, are you, you telling me people don't, uh, the industry's not uh, using GarageBand like me?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I figured. But
0: at the same time, hits have been made in GarageBand.
1: There you go. There you go. All right.
0: So, don't <laughs> let your gear limit you on your dreams. I love that. There's no excuses.
1: That just motivated me. I love it. Okay. Very cool. All right. So I've got one last question before I let you go. Um, I'm curious, and my listeners will be as well. How can listeners of this show, Knowledge Brew Supreme, find your music or or just kind of check you out i know you've got your own studio going on you're doing stuff for atlantic how can people keep up with you
0: um they can either follow me on instagram at ch or they can contact me on my website at www.chcarolmastering.com
1: excellent Excellent. I am going to make sure both of those links are up in the show notes. So when people listen to this episode, they can easily find your stuff. And uh, who knows, maybe maybe uh, someone will listen and reach out to collaborate with you. You never know. Kind of like I think we were talking about earlier. Just sometimes, you know, the connections you make, you never know how they're going to pay off. So I, I hope maybe somebody uh, listens to this and maybe think hey, I might want to work with that guy or, or who knows. So,
0: yeah. Uh, and, and don't be afraid to reach out because... I mean I'll 99.9% of the time I'll answer and sending a DM has gotten me in some pretty cool rooms.
1: Very cool yeah I I, we were we were talking about this before we started recording but that's like almost 90% of how I get people to come on my show and it's it's just fascinating sometimes how you just like fire a message off and Kind of think, "Ah, I don't know if anybody will respond, they'll respond to it when they do. It's like, oh, my God, this is great. Like, yeah, it's it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Very rewarding.
0: (laughs) But yeah, don't don't ever be afraid to reach out to whoever you're trying to get a hold of. So long as it's positive.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Good vibes only. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right on. Okay, well, we're going to wrap things up for today's episode of Knowledge Brew Supreme. Please uh check out the links that are in the show notes. Check out the music that you know Connor is working with and behind the studios doing all that great stuff. Uh best of luck in your continued journey out in Thank LA. You. Uh I am rooting for you big time. It's so cool to see uh former students, you know, thriving and, and doing well in any any you know, whatever career you decide to choose, but especially something really cool like working in music. I just I find that very fascinating. So Um, Thank you again to Connor Carroll for joining me today. This is going to wrap up this episode. That makes episode 64 of Knowledge Brew Supreme. I'm trying to get to 100 episodes. I'm only 36 away from that goal. So thank you for listening. Please share, subscribe, Uh, be good, be safe, and peace out. Peace.